Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here, as always, with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Nikki. Well, hello, Pete Wright. How are you? I'm doing so, so well, Nikki. We're, we're talking all about women and ADHD today. And Aren't so, you excited? Uh, I'm really excited. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to learn oh so much. Uh, before we dig in, though, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list. Uh, and, uh, of course, get an email every time a new episode is launched. It is that convenient. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD and call us. Leave us a voicemail at 503-664-4ADD and get your thoughts, your voice, your ideas on this very show. We'd love to hear from you. We have two fantastic guests with us on the show today. Terry Matlin is a psychotherapist, author, consultant, and coach. She specializes in adult ADHD with a very special interest in women with ADHD. And Linda Rogley is an award-winning author and founder of the AD Diva Network, supporting women who are 40 and better. I love that. Mm -hmm. Together, these fantastic women founded the ADHD Women's Palooza, and they are here today to share their insights and experience supporting women with ADHD. ADHD. Terry, Linda, welcome to the ADHD podcast. Thank you so much. All right, there it is. Now I'm I'm done. I get to shut up now, Nikki. It's all you. (laughs) You can chime in anytime you want, Pete. We love your insights. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being here with us today. We appreciate it. And I'm honored personally to be part of this Palooza. And I'm so um, thankful that you guys asked me to be a part of it because it is a wonderful thing. And we will definitely talk about it in just a minute. But I want to talk to the two of you and find out really what inspires you to reach out to women the way you do. I know both of you do so much work with women. I learned many years ago when I was searching for uh, um, self-understanding of my own behaviors that uh, that I did indeed have ADHD. This was, oh gosh, over 20 years ago. And in my own journey in learning about myself, I realized that there were many, many women out there who were also struggling, who didn't understand why they were challenged by procrastination, disorganization, impulsivity, and all those kinds of things. So I began my work primarily um, in the nonprofit venue with uh, working for ADA, which Linda is also has a very strong, long history with, mm-hmm. and also CHAD. So I started uh, my journey that way to actually learn more about myself, my child, and then moving into helping women. And as that happened back then, I was um, 
just uh, emails and phone calls poured in from women from all over the world who didn't understand what was happening to them. They were primarily um, misdiagnosed with depression because, uh, as we know, as women with ADHD, if we're struggling and we're not getting the appropriate help, well, what happens? We become depressed and anxious and might even turn to substances and all that sort of thing that Linda and I have spent our careers talking about. So anyway, I just uh, felt that it was my mission to uh, broaden my work. Uh, my background is working with uh, in you know psychotherapy. With uh, well, that's another whole story. But I chose <laughs> my focus to turn to women with ADHD because I saw the need, and what I really saw was how um, women's lives change so drastically for the better once they got the appropriate uh, evaluation, diagnosis, and treatment. So that just really did it for me that uh, this would be my life's work. Uh, I broaden that to uh, what we're talking about today, the women's ADHD Palooza that Linda and I have been putting on. This is our second year, which is another step forward to pulling women in who have been missed all these years. We know that there's over 5 million women with ADHD in the U.S. alone, and the, and the, great, the great majority of them have been either missed completely, misdiagnosed, untreated, uh, improperly treated. So that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. Well, and I just have to say, I love that statement where you were saying there is it, it can get better. And I think that a lot of women, I know clients that I work with, they, they don't see that. They don't necessarily feel like it's ever going to get better. So I love that message of of giving them that hope that with the right right support around you, it, it, it will get better. How I have to know, how did we, how did we miss 5 million women who are misdiagnosed or undiagnosed with ADHD? I mean, it, it feels like there's, that, that's a, that sort of buries the lead in, in helping so many people uh, to figure out how to live, you know, whole lives. We're missed because the professionals in the field are not informed. They're not educated. People who go into medicine, who become physicians, from what I've heard, there's if anything, or possibly nothing, very little training in ADHD. So we're stuck with professionals, and that's part of my mission, too, is to educate, bring awareness to the professionals in this world who work with people in the mental health, educational uh, areas, that this is something that's extremely important for them to know, because without them understanding how do women get the proper diagnosis and treatment? This is Linda, but I, I just want to add on to that because I know Terry and I have talked about this many times. That the another good another reason that women are missed so often is that ADHD is often seen as that jumpy little boy syndrome. So the kiddo who can't sit still and so forth and so on. And people were not people were not trained to look for what we now know is inattentive ADHD, which is more that creamy, dreamy, staring out the window, being distracted by your own thoughts. And a lot of little girls don't cause any trouble in the classroom. With mm -hmm. A lot of times teachers don't even know that there's anything, quote, wrong, unquote, until the end of the year and all of a sudden report cards come out and they've not been paying attention at all. So that that's another one of those kind of misconceptions about ADHD, which we are really trying to change because women come in all kinds of ADHD, inattentive, a little hyperactive, but mostly a combined type, which is a nice blend of those two things, the dreamy, dreamy, creamy, and the kind of, oh yeah, I'm going to get a lot done today. And I'm running around like a crazy person with his head cut off. And I have more of that than, I have more of that than Terry does. So we're a nice blend too. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. ADHD really, especially for women with a inattentive type of, of people with ADHD, it's, it's seen as an invisible disability. A lot of us don't like to use the word disability, but there are pros and cons for that that I won't get into. But not only is it uh, sort of an in, invisible situation, uh, it's hard to pick up for a lot of professionals. And women with ADHD who are undiagnosed, and even those who might be newly diagnosed, um, are filled with shame. So these are women who are reluctant to possibly go and get help because they don't want to open up and say, M- I might look very together, but my inner life, my house, my bathroom, my bedroom, my kids, our lives are a mess. Well, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard my women clients say that they feel like they're a fraud because of exactly what you just explained. The outside world sees something, but inside they're not feeling that way at all. And then they, you know, then they feel like they're being fraudulent, which is not obviously a very good cycle to get into with the, the with the shame and, and all that. And I have to just mention, I, I have a college student because I work with college students as well. And I have a college student who I just worked with this last week, who's a young woman. And we were talking about um, special accommodations. And I this I just started working with her. So I didn't know if she had any. And I asked her if uh, she had talked to the department, uh, you know, for these special accommodations. And she said, no, I, I didn't think I needed them or, you know, I I thought it was too late, whatever reason she had. And, and I, I really encouraged her to check it out because even if she didn't feel like she needed it now, she may need that support in a year or at the end of the term when she's doing finals or whatever. So I, I, I do think you're right, trying to give them the opportunity to, to know where to get help and that it's okay to get help, that this is a positive thing. Work with it, not against it. I think it's a great point of view. Another piece to this is that a lot of women see themselves as having some type of a flaw, like a character flaw, a character disorder, because they'll say to themselves or to others, well, how is it that I can get two college degrees and I have a wonderful husband and two kids who are doing well in school? How, what is wrong with me? You know, how can mm-hmm. I possibly have ADHD if in some areas of my life I'm doing very well? But then when you look in the kitchen and you see that there's pots and pans all over and clutter and uh, food decaying and all that sort of thing, it becomes apparent that there's really a struggle going on. So I'm curious from your, well, actually, before I ask this question, Linda, I'd like to get your perspective of what inspired you to work uh, with women in ADHD. Well, you know, like Terry, it was my own diagnosis, which was kind of one of those fluke kind of things. I had the same misconceptions about ADHD that a lot of other people do, did and and still do, actually. And when I was, we were in marriage counseling, and when my counselor said something to me about, do you, has you ever considered you might have ADD? I literally laughed at him because, <laughs> are you kidding? Of course I don't have ADD. As Terry said, I have a, a happy household. I have a husband. I have my own business. I've done, I've graduated from college. Now, it took me three tries to graduate from college, but we didn't, we wouldn't talk about that much. However, when I found out I had ADHD, it was denial and then acceptance, denial and acceptance. And finally, I realized, you know what? This is going to be with me the rest of my life. ADHD is often genetic. So when I look at my own family, I can see it in my mom. I can see it at my dad. They are still completely in denial. And my dad's gone now, unfortunately, but um, they don't want to hear anything that might be wrong with their brain. But when Mm. I looked into when I, when I found out I had ADHD, there were literally two books about women's ADHD. 
One of them was Sarah Solden's book about ADHD women, and the other one was Terry's book about survival skills for ADHD women. That was it. Yeah. And what I read about when I read about ADHD, there was so much pathology. It was you're going to have more car accidents, you're going to have unplanned pregnancies, you're going to have substance abuse, you get all these things that are so terrible. It's like, oh my god, what am I going to do? Slip my wrists or something because I have ADHD. Finally, what I realized, you know what? It's just ADHD. It's not a death sentence. It's just part of who I am, and I'm not defined by it. But I was cra- I craved talking to other women whom surely someone else is out there. And interestingly enough, the very first at a conference that I went to, Terry and I ended up sitting next to each other. So that's oh. how I met Terry. Was <laughs> at, and I, didn't know, I didn't know who she was, and I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't know she was like a big important person in the ADD world. And she's been so kind to me for so many years. And now I'm so excited to be doing collaborations with her. But what I realized even then is that I wanted to talk to other women about this, and I was. I was diagnosed at perimenopause, which is a very prime time because hormonal changes happen then. And when estrogen goes away, ADD symptoms come in like like a freight train. So a oh, lot of- that is so interesting. Yeah, a lot of women get diagnosed. And the only other time our estrogen fluctuates that much is at puberty. And that's why a lot of girls are diagnosed at puberty. Boys are usually diagnosed earlier because they have more of the symptoms. Girls are diagnosed more at puberty. And then, of course, at menopause. And interestingly enough, during pregnancy, ADHD, for a lot of women, the symptoms completely go away because estrogen is really high during pregnancy. So it, it's there's a lot of factors for women out there, and I really wanted people to talk to about it. So I created the AD Diva Network so that we could talk to each other. And it started out really tiny, and now it's grown over the years. So I'm thrilled about that. What what Linda said about it's not a death sentence. It's really important for people to know that that this is not something that well can well it can destroy women, but. What we know is that it's one of the most successfully treated mental challenges that that's out there. So with the proper treatment, um, women just, and men, of course, just fly and soar and, and much more. So we want to give people hope. We want to give people tools. The whole connection piece is extremely, extremely important because women feel so isolated. A lot of them aren't in large cities where there might be support groups, but even in large cities, there's that sense of isolation that 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 shame, uh, wanting to hide uh, our, our problems, our challenges. And so Linda and I have been working together on these projects, and it's been a joy to work with Linda mm-hmm. because we're both on the same page. And mm-hmm. we want to have these resources through Linda's work, her, her individual work, my individual, individual work at ADD Consults. Um, it's a way for women to get together and say, hey, I'm not the only one that burns dinner every night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and women do, they, we thrive on that uh, connection with other women. I mean, I think that that is just something that they desperately need with ADHD or without ADHD. Women like to talk. We like to share our stories. We want to hear about other people's stories. And so what a wonderful way to do that. Now I have another question because we do have one man here in our conversation, Pete Wright. <laughs> He's over there somewhere. I'm still here. Uh, yeah. But I'm curious what you what you guys think about how does ADHD impact women differently than men? And, and I just have to open that question because you just described my own diagnosis in marriage really? counseling, the exact same story. Really? I thought oh, I was alone. Yeah. Oh, no. no. Yeah. See, isolation happens for men too, though. You see, that, that really is true. And I think 
mentioning the hormones, obviously that's a huge difference because women have that hormonal influence month after month after month, and ADD symptoms often get worse month after month after month, which is often a cause for adjusting medication if a woman decides to take medication. But I will tell you that differences tend to mitigate the older we get. So they, there, there may be a wider difference in, in how boys and girls present, especially if a boy is hyperactive and a girl, a girl, a, a hyperactive little girl is a chatty Kathy. She's talking all the time. She's talking to her friends and she's leaning over in class. She's mm-hmm. not, you know, stomping around the classroom with her desk on her head. That's what some little boys <laughs> will do. Right. And, and, and they're generally not being sent to the principal's office. So, and also little girls, there's a little more tolerance for boys being boys, but when little girls are asked to sit quietly and they're inattentive ADHD, they're not, they're going to be missed completely. So as we get older though, men and women's symptoms kind of get ease, you know, they kind of reach this middle point, this middle ground, if you will. So a lot of impulsivity symptoms kind of go underground. What's interesting to me is that even though we call it inattentive ADHD, it's far from being inattentive. We're paying attention to all kinds of things, just not the right things all the time. I like to think of it as re-attentive. There you go. There you go. engaging on something different. And paying attention to our own thoughts. So our interior lives are rich, very rich, because we are thinking all these different thoughts are like ping, 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 pinball kind of things going on. Whether you're hyperactive physically or whether you're inattentive, your brain is going to million miles a minute. So I don't, I have actually described symptoms that for women who are over 40, over 50, over 60, and I've had men say to me, but that's exactly how I feel too. So I don't think there's so much difference the older we get. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'd like to add to that, that, um, and this is coming from the work of Sari Solden, whom we've uh, mentioned earlier, her book, Women with Attention Deficit Disorder, which really opened the door to understanding this whole thing for women. But she talks about societal expectations from the time we're young girls. We're taught that we are the caregivers, that we take on uh, taking care of children, of partners, spouses. We put together our social lives. We put together um, holidays, and we, we plan birthdays. And also, you know, when you add all of these things together, in addition to many of us working uh, full-time jobs, um, it can be an explosion. So what happens is is that women uh, feel like they can't live up to these expectations that they were taught from, you know, as young girls that you're supposed to be able to do it all and do it all well. And what we have, what we tend to do is we start comparing ourselves to our sisters, our mothers, our neighbors, our girlfriends, that they're able to, you know, pull this stuff off without without uh, any, you know, sweat and and us with with ADHD struggle and. And again, the self-esteem just blows uh, blows us away because we just don't feel like we can measure up. Again, all internal, internal thoughts, um, how we see ourselves and comparing ourselves to others. So it goes all the way back to early childhood for a girl. And I think that kind of changes or has it, you know, makes it a little bit different than the men's men with ADHD in their struggles, which I think, you know, it is just a little bit different in my opinion. That struggle and that shame and that kind of kind of pushing ourselves underground often leads women to end up with depression. 
I was diagnosed with depression long before I was diagnosed with ADHD. And who knows which came first, but there are lots of additional kind of what I call sidecar things that come along with a diagnosis of ADHD. It can be bipolar, it can be depression, it can be um, OCD, it can be a, a range of things. But often women suffer from depression. But I know that men do too. I, I run a support group here for um, for men and women, and I've heard many men struggle with depression as well. So again, there are differences and there are similarities. Mm-hmm. Well, and different pressures. I mean, because if you look at the man's, you know, I, I learned this from Brene Brown. She talks a lot about shame and vulnerability and and the pressure that women put on exactly what Terry was saying and and having to do it all and feeling like they should be doing it this certain way. And, and it, of course, ex, you know, it, comparing themselves to some expectation. And then men also carry the, the, uh, pressure of making sure they're providing, you know, income wise for many men and, you know, are they doing everything that they're supposed to do in their role? And and so, yeah, you can kind of see it both ways. Um, but boy, do I ever hear, I should be doing it this way. And, and I feel really guilty and really bad when I don't and shifting, like you, you were saying, Terry, that internal thought process, how can we shift that into something more positive and and self-serving than what they're believing right now. These are the pylon symptoms, right? I mean, you and I were talking before the show, Nikki, you were asking nicely how I was doing. And I was saying that I'm, I'm, I'm in one of those stages right now where I'm feeling compromised, right? I'm in a place of stress. There is a lot on my plate right now. And when that happens, these other feelings of, of responsibility and shame and judgment all pile on. And, you know, I, I don't actually remember the feeling before I knew about ADHD. Uh, but I, I know now that one of my instinctive sort of gut responses is, well, it's just hopeless because ADHD. When I'm stressed, that sort of irrationality creeps in. And, uh, and, and you know, so that's something, I don't know if that's, a, uh, that, that's necessarily a, a male-female thing, but it's, it, it certainly sounds like that's, that's the kind of cascade that if you don't have systems and, and sort of living systems and self-care tools to fall back on, that can really collapse. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to talk about the ADHD women's palooza because I have a feeling from your success from last year that this year is going to be even bigger and better. And it's such a great resource for women. So please take some time to tell us about it. How did it come up? Uh, share your stories. But we, we literally, and we've talked a lot about why this is needed. We need that connection. And the first thing, the first step toward really working with ADHD is understanding it, having an awareness of it. I know, as I say, when I was diagnosed, I said, oh, that's me. And then I immediately said, so what? I'm fine. I don't have to do anything. And then it was back and forth, back and forth. And there are a lot of other women just like me. But I, for years, had wanted to have a live conference and big deal. I was going to have it in, in Sao Paulo, Brazil. I had all these, I have my vision board and everything. And typical to ADHD, my issue is lack of follow through. We have trouble executing our jillion of of brilliant ideas. We have more ideas than you can probably shake. Sands in the storm. I mean, that's, we have ideas. That's something <laughs> So those ideas don't always come to fruition. But when Terry and I realized that we both shared that vision, um, we realized that there was there was a place to do this. And rather than invite women to travel, which is often cost prohibitive, have something online and offer it completely free. So all of our sessions in real time are absolutely free. And we have 
36 speakers. So Terry, I may have jumped the gun, but fill in the blanks that I missed. Well, no, I think it was fascinating that, um, you know, Linda and I had met a number of times at uh, conferences and we would call each other on occasion to talk about some collaborative work. And then this kind of popped out and I said, you know, I've always wanted to do this um, in real life. And Linda said, well, gosh, so did I. So it just came together instantly that we would take this not on the road so much, but online so that anybody, and this is where, what was really important for both Linda and for me, was that anybody with a computer or a phone would be able to connect with thousands of women online, not only with each other, but to hear the top ADHD experts in the world talk about all kinds of uh, different situations that women with ADHD face. So it came to fruition last year when we when we did our own you know our very first one that this is what people want this is what women need so I can only speak for myself but I think Linda would agree that this is probably one of the most exciting ventures that I've um, produced or co-produced because it it is what I've dreamed of for many years and what I've tried to do in other ways I've you know I've got different things going on online but. In partnering with Linda and pulling in these top, top, top speakers, getting the, the you know, you get the people who are coming to this uh, next month will be getting the most up-to-date information, up-to-date research, up-to-date ways of dealing with ADHD, things that we've never heard before until until February when this go, you know, when we go uh, online. So it's a, uh, it's my dream come true that we can now pull women together from all over the world because I get bombarded with emails from women, help me, I, I need help, I need connection, I need information, la, 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 la. Last year when we did this, we were astonished, absolutely astonished, that when we asked someone to participate, they all said yes. The mm-hmm. top, the cream of the crop names. I mean, people that, you know, you mean, you mean he's actually taking my phone call? I mean, it's that kind of <laughs> awe and shock and all kind of thing. And this year, we wanted to be sure that we didn't just have a repeat of what we did last year, because what we've actually created is almost an encyclopedia of women's information about ADHD. So this year, we have all new content. We're not doing the same old thing we did last year. We're adding to it. We're doing a deeper dive. So this is almost Palooza Part 2, and the two years together will just be a compendium of information that I don't think you're going to find anywhere else in one place. You can find pieces here and there, but doing research on the internet, you may find the same information over and over and over again. You know how a lot of people on the internet will just kind of copy and paste from somebody else's website. Um, That's not what this is. This is real stuff. And the other piece of it is it's not lecture. We are spending time in conversation with these experts. So it's not rigid and PowerPoint. It's very conversational. It's very easy, which for me as an ADHD woman is much easier to um, kind of dig into to kind of get my my arms around if you will and to add to to linda um to this may sound like name dropping but these are the, really the top top people in the field so i'm talking about sari sari will be will be talking with us dr ned hallwell who uh he, he again he was one of the the first to blow open the doors on on what is adult adhd we have dr russell russell barkley a scientist um, who is uh, highly recognized, and we have Dr. Ellen Littman, uh, we have Dr. Tom Brown. I mean, this is just a handful of some of the big, big names that are coming in, including our friend here, Miss Nikki. Yes, I, <laughs> I, you're saying those names, and I'm like, I can't even believe that I'm included. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is such an honor, seriously. I mean, wow, wow. 
I, I'm well, we speechless. were delighted to have you. We were, don't you have to be <laughs> speechless because we were, we welcome you with open arms. You have so much richness to offer our audience. And, and, and let me tell you that we haven't even talked about this, but ADHD women are what I call professional disorganizers. We know how to do <laughs> We know how to do that quite well. So we need somebody to pull us out of that. <laughs> and it's you. Yay. Oh, that's funny. Professional disorganizers. I'll have to remember that. Can you tell us a little bit about what the topics are? I, I'm curious to to know what some of the content is. I mentioned depression earlier. Dr. Ellen Lettman is going to talk about depression because it's so common among ADHD women. Um, we have somebody talking about procrastination, which is a huge problem for ADHD folks. Um, we have someone talking, as I mentioned, about bipolar disorder, which is also one of those, it's a horrible name, but they call it comorbid or something that accompanies another Ew. condition. Yeah, isn't that an awful name? Terrible. No. Um, so we'll call it coexisting. How about that? Yeah. Um, Sari Solden is going to talk about additional challenges that we have because ADHD is not our whole life. We have other things going on. I mean, maybe there may be a death in the family or there may be a serious illness in the family or there may be something going on with, with something at work that's major. So she's talking about the additional challenges of dealing with ADHD plus, 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 if you will. Terry, you want to pick that up and tell, tell a few sure. more? Sure. Well, well, our friend Nikki here is going to be talking about organizing. That's a hot topic for women with oh. ADHD because it's something that we face every single day of our lives. We have someone talking about ADD and addictions. Like uh, Linda was saying, there's coexisting issues that, that a lot of women with ADHD deal with. Uh, someone talking about shame. Uh, we carry that. We talked about that earlier. Uh, productivity, apps, um, social issues. Like, well, how come I can't make friends? What's, what's going on with that? Uh, communication, um, anxiety, depression, oh gosh, we have so much. The inattentive woman with ADHD, which mm, I would say many, if not most of us, carry that kind of uh, subtype of ADHD. So, oh, just so many wonderful topics that, um, again, you won't hear this anywhere else all in one week because mm -hmm. this is the latest and the greatest from the top people in the field. Well, I just want to mention, too, that Terry has been too modest, and so far, so have I, but I'm not going to be modest anymore. Terry and I are also presenting sessions, and hers is about ADHD in the kitchen, and mine oh. is about, not, not surprisingly, ADHD um, diagnosis in later life. So we're also talking about that. So we're talking about special populations, and one of those populations I'm very proud to um, tell you is the um, lesbian, the GL, um, the the. LBGT, can I even say these words? Let me just say, <laughs> women, the gay population, alternative lifestyles, we have an amazing expert talking about those issues as well, because I think there are a lot of the things we've talked about here are very underrepresented in the information that's disseminated. So we're really, really proud to be able to take that deeper dive. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, so how does, it, how does it work? How do people sign up? What, what can they expect? Oh, we don't have any sign up. You can't, you can't get it. <laughs> we just talk about it. We don't actually sign It'll just all of a sudden appear on your computer. <laughs> we are Gee, Linda, Linda we forgot to build the website. <laughs> There's always something. I know. Follow through. Follow through. Actually, 
you can reach us even though it's the ADHD Women's Palooza. We made it a little shorter for the website. It is the ADHD Palooza, and Palooza is spelled with two O's, P-A-L-O-O-Z-A, and it's .com. You can reach us there. You can register there. You can see pictures of all these speakers. And we also, um, even though we're allowing everyone to attend live, because we want this to be inclusive, um, you can also, because we have 36 sessions in one week, that's seven sessions a day plus. That's a lot of time to spend on the computer or on the phone. So we also are offering the recordings of all 36 in, in what we call the Encore package. And I'll have Terry talk about something extra special, the pink ticket party, which we're having on Saturday. But you can you can find out all the information about the speakers. You can see their bios. You can see um, some of the bonuses that they may be offering. And you can also find out about the about the Encore package. So Terry, I'm leading up to the best, save the best for last. Tell them about pink ticket because it's my favorite. Pink ticket, <laughs> the pink ticket is something that we started last year and was very, very popular. And what it is, is a, it's on a Saturday. It's February, what is it, 11th, I 11th. believe? 11th. And where what's going to be happening on the Pink Ticket Day is we're going to meet uh, Linda and myself. We're going to be there live with people who have purchased the Pink Ticket um, option where we are going to have uh, time for Q&A so that people can ask Linda questions. They can ask me questions. But what I'm really excited about is this is the opportunity for all the women who want to connect with each other. So we're going to have breakout rooms where people can go into small groups and talk about things, uh, and these are women from all over, like last year, women from all over the world, where they may never have had the opportunity to even talk to one person with, uh, one woman with ADHD. Now they'll have the opportunity to talk with many women with ADHD. So we're really excited about giving this um, opportunity for having women connect with other women, because it, it what happens, it reminds me of the first and, and many ADA conferences that I went to, and that's where mm-hmm. I met Linda. And that was the, I mean, I had listened to all the experts, I learned a lot and this and that, but the, the biggest piece that I went home with that made me feel better was that I was able to connect with other women who were challenged with things just like I was, like losing my keys, dropping things, forgetting a person's name the second after I met them. I wasn't the only one. So it just made my self-esteem soar. And I realized many years ago when that happened that this was much a much needed piece for the ADHD community. And so we're providing that to women on February 11th who, who choose to participate in the pink ticket events. It's a, we had, we had some technological challenges last year. We've ironed those all out. So it's going to be really, it's going to be 10 times better even than last year. And that's saying a lot because last year was pretty darn good. I have to tell you, I have to tell you. Well, I just have to say thank you both so much for, I know how much time and work these kinds of events can be. Well, I I don't know because I've never done one. I can only imagine actually how much time you guys put into this and uh, what a great service you're doing to, for so many women. And uh, I just want to say thank you. It's wonderful. Both of you are just blessings. Awesome. That's awesome. I can't wait to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us and for, for telling people about this event. We appreciate it. Well, we can't wait to, to share uh, as, as this episode goes live. Uh, you, in addition to the uh, Women's Palooza, you, you both have such, you know, uh, varied backgrounds and, and resources and books. Do you want to share any other links uh, to where people can learn more about your work? That would be sure. wonderful. Thank you for right. asking. Yes. Um, you, can find, you can find me at the AD Diva Network. And the reason it's the AD Diva Network is because ADDiva.com. 
www.adddiamond.com was not available 12 years ago when I created this. So <laughs> the website is addiva.net, N-E-T. And I also do lots of women's retreats. So you can also find my retreats at addivaretreatsplural.com. Excellent. And oh, my book. I forgot my book. My book is Confessions of an AD Diva Midlife in the Nonlinear Lane. And I was very proud to win first prize in the Independent Book Awards when it was published. So I was very proud of that. And I've contributed oh, to a couple of other, I contributed a couple of other challenge, uh, to chapters in other books as well. And then I have a, a kind of a basics book called Let's Fix It, which is available separately. So you can get those oh, on Amazon. Excellent. We'll put links to all of those in the show notes. Terry, how about you? Well, my main network is at addconsults.com, and that's where you can find me for for consultations. I do work one-on-one with people, but I also develop an online group coaching program for women, specifically for women with ADHD, where we work together throughout the week to get things done. And that can be found at queensofdistraction.com. So that's become very popular. I also started, and this is years ago, but it's become huge, a Facebook group for women with ADHD. I have over 7,500 members right now, and it's growing by about... 50 people a day is wow. another, another example of the needs of uh, women with ADHD who need and want to connect. So you can find me there. I think of the URL for that is facebook.com uh, forward slash women with ADHD, but if not, just do a search on Facebook. And then I'm also the author of two books. The Queen of Distraction uh, came out just a couple of years ago. It's won some awards. It's um, considered a very popular book. And then my first book is Survival Tips for Women with ADHD. And I, uh, I contribute to Attitude Magazine. I write blogs on uh, my main site at ADD Councils. People can sign up for my newsletter. It only comes out every two weeks. And I talk about uh, tips and resources and my own personal experience of uh, living with ADHD. I try to make it lighthearted. So if you go online and just do a search on my name, Uh, You'll find me all over because I've been doing this since uh, the late 90s. Absolutely wonderful. You guys really are. uh, Thank you so much. Uh, Deep gratitude for your time and attention today. And you have the best names for stuff. Queens of Distraction, AD Diva. Come on. I know, right? Great. (laughs) Women's Palooza. Women's Palooza. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. So thank you uh, very much, Terry Matlin and Linda Rogley. Thank you for your time today. It's been a thank you for having us. Nikki, I think that does it for us. This has been a great conversation. Outstanding. Well, thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to the show. We sure appreciate your time uh, and attention. Don't forget, you can uh, sign up for the mailing list right there at TakeControlADHD.com. But most importantly, scroll up in your podcast player of choice. You'll find all the links and show notes. The very top one is the ADHD Women's Palooza. Get over there and uh, get yourself signed up. You don't want to miss out. Uh, and, and, you know, it's great. They talk about great. You can have access to it after the fact. But it's really great to, to be first. Be first. That's all I'm saying. Thanks, everybody. On behalf of our great guests and Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm-hmm.